I hope this uh, segment connects to the last one anyway. Um, I'm going to make this whatever it needs to be. So I was talking about Kyle Rittenhouse before. Um, hopefully that's going to be attached to, to this right here. But, you know, um, I want to talk about this Meg Thee Stallion thing again. And people are going to be like, people are going to say, oh, why, do you, why are you fixated on Shorty? Why is it that you keep talking about it? You started this, basically started the podcast talking about that shit. You know what I mean? And let me tell you why. And it links to what I said earlier. The reason why I talk about that type of shit is because it's a symptom of a greater issue. It's a symptom of a greater issue. And the issue being that, unfortunately, modern feminism and a lot of things on the side of the left have become popular ideas that should be fringe ideas. One of them is believe all women. And that women can accuse a person and that person should lose all their rights to due process and all logic should not be applied to the situation. So far as a woman and a man is involved, the man has to be held liable. That is dangerous. And that's nowhere for any civilization or civilized society to go. Johnny Depp was accused by his ex-wife of being abusive and this, that, and the third. He denied it. Nobody believed his side because he's a man. He's a straight white man. Nobody decided to believe his side. He lost money, lost respect and dignity. And unfortunately, when these situations happen, even if you become exonerated or your side is explained anytime later on, people will ignore that and hate you forever. Chris Brown uh, assaulted Rihanna. But when you go and look into the details of what happened, it wasn't like he just woke up in the morning and beat her. It was really self-defense. Did he go overboard? Yes, he did. The, the fact that people will ignore that and act like a woman should hit a man and attack a man and then there's no repercussions for that is it's ridiculous and he he was punished he was punished for that unfortunately the society that we live in they don't want to listen to that it's if you don't abide by a certain fringe set of rules based on the perception that we have which is also based on accusations then uh you're trash you gotta cancel you that is dangerous. That notion, that ideology is dangerous. And that's why I continue to talk about this case. Because in the black community, this case it has a lot of ramifications. A lot of people don't seem to understand that this, this case and the accusations have created a, a sort of division. You see it online. But if you know people in person, a lot of people who spend their time online are day in and day out brainwashed by their for for you pages and other pages on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. People are brainwashed. They're fed information, and that information a lot of people are unable to filter that. 
at times it's at a glance they see it they hear it they and within themselves they believe that because somebody had the uh, courage to make a video it must have some iota of truth to it so they apply it to their daily lives and they go out and live their lives thinking um, that this must be true and not realizing that there's a possibility that this is a fallacy now when this whole situation started with Meg and Tori people went out uh, fuck the dude said fuck the dude all sorts of people celebrities people of influence went and said you know this guy's uh, nobody this this and that you know what I mean people called him out his name he lost money he lost endorsement deals he, he lost whatever he lost dignity you know what I'm saying people ignored the fact that this man has a whole son a whole son who's watching this you know he who goes to school and might hear that hey your dad shot a woman people ignore that and go with what the popular narrative is even though the story was flimsy so if you listen to the story according to what she said they are all in a car she's in the passenger seat of the car her friend and Tori Lanes are in the back they're in the back she's fed up with arguing you know and she goes out she's walking away she gets shot according to her she's shot in both feet after she's shot in both feet I don't know why the media conveniently alludes to it being one foot and then at one another time alludes to be it being an ankle which is not the same thing and some people will be like okay she got shot that doesn't matter it does matter because if you are shot as a person and you yourself don't know what part of the, your body you were shot at were you shot at all is the question that needs to be asked because you don't even know how does it move from two feet that's not a detail that should be messed up the details should be consistent so she says she's shot in both feet and uh, what's called the police come through and uh, she doesn't want to snitch on him so she said it was glass because she didn't want him to get shot it's the time where George Floyd may he rest in peace was uh, an issue and he didn't want a black man to get she didn't want a black man to get shot okay so nobody questioned the fact that there, there was the reason that the police were called to the scene was because of uh, uh, what's called gunfire right at what point is it not logical to ask why police did not put two and two together and say hey this woman is shot and we came here because of gunfire let's check her for bullet wounds the EMT checked I'm very sure that the EMT would know the difference between glass and a bullet wound okay you're telling me that the EME uh, the EMT checked and was not able to verify that on on site that this was a bullet wound or that she'd been grazed or that could have been a possibility she goes to cedar sinai they remove debris from her wound 
we don't know if it's a foot because we don't know if, uh, according to what, what the report says and come to find out according to cedar cyanide now from what we know they're saying the wounds were the wounds that was treated were superficial and that whatever they took out of her the bullet alleged bullet fragments are missing At what point does society hold women accountable for not telling the truth? Because the line, the series of events that you're giving to the general public to vilify another person and possibly end his career, which means that he will not be able to make substantial amounts of money to fend for himself and his children or child. Basically, let's say his family. He's a man is feeding his family himself and you go out and jeopardize that based on what? And even if uh, an allegation is made, society is so fucked up that now if the optics look wrong, we vilify people instead of examining what information we're being given, which goes back to what I said earlier. And what I said earlier is that there's a huge polarization now and because of that, you have people on extreme ends that can't come to the middle and find common ground. And that's the problem. This is a symptom of the problem. These events are symptoms of that problem. Whatever happened that night, we were not there to find, to, to know. We only know the information that's been given. Nobody was willing to wait for the information to fully be fleshed out before they made uh, assumptions. Even though the information that we were being given was flimsy at best. And you go and find out the majority of these ladies that are now raised on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and whatever, were unable to put two and two together either uh, willfully or because they just didn't have the cognitive ability to realize that they were being fed lies. Then the media, upon the hearing recently, last week, is given a series of notes and information of, of what transpired during this hearing. And instead of putting out factual inf information, the headline said, Troy Lane said, dance bitch. When you go and find out what was really said in court, is that the detective made that statement and said that according to what he was told by Megan Thee Stallion, you can go and look this up. He was told that according what he was told by Megan Thee Stallion is that she, uh, Tori said dance bitch before shooting her in her feet. And when he said that, Tori Lane's attorney asked him if anybody else heard that. And he said no. That's the full context. So the detective who said that, who made that statement said that the only person who heard that being said was Meg Thee Stallion. The media did not do their due diligence and make it known that this is what transpired. And this is a small segment. That was the headline for days after day after day after day. And it took days before the media decided to put out the headline 
of missing bullet, uh, bullet fragments. And even with that, only a few media outlets actually did that. And the disbursement process was slow. So you mean to tell me that the, the headline you put there is an incomplete headline that could be misinterpreted and makes a person look guilty. Meanwhile, there's a series of uh, statements that were given and made that could actually make a good case for the individual. Why would you do that? So of course this case, people are gonna be tired of it, but it's actually important because it shows how sick and disgusting this modern society is and how quick people are willing to vilify somebody just because of perceptions that have been created by the internet, by fringe groups of individuals on the internet that have been able to make uh, these weird ideologies become mainstream. Mainstream feminism and mainstream leftist ideologies mainstream conservative ideologies that make no sense, they hold no water but because of how the internet works because of how media works media it, it, it hinges on the trust of the masses people trust the, their sources and because they trust their sources they lower their guard and unfortunately a lot of people find doing research and reading articles even I do at times, we find it tedious or not worth the effort or the energy. But when it comes to the livelihood of men and women, shouldn't we be more willing to at least do our due diligence? And when we see that the media constantly pushes out narratives that fit one side of a story when there's obviously problems on that one side. Shouldn't the media be held to a higher standard? And shouldn't we be asking more questions? Of course, people don't want to care about the case because they're thinking about the case in a small man's mindset where they can't see past a certain things. But the fact of the matter is, it holds ramifications. What we accept as a society determines how far people can go. You know, if, if the Chicago PD didn't do their due diligence and hold um, Jesse Smollett accountable, he would have gone scot-free for after creating uh, a more chaotic situation in an already divisive society. What we allow as a society and what we tolerate from people is what's going to become the norm. Every, every society is governed by norms and ethics. And the ethics and the norms differ from society to society. That's why in, you know, majority of the world, FGM is not a thing, female genital mutilation. But in fringe societies, it became a thing. It was allowed and it was practiced. 
And when people practice things over time, right? What happens? They create narratives to basically uh, justify those actions, no matter how horrific. So to, in their societies where they pr practice FGM, they believe that it prevents women from being promiscuous. That's what they believe. Scarification in parts of Africa and other parts of the world as well is seen as a beauty trait, ignoring how scars are created on the human body and the effects of scar tissue, on the, the negative effects. You understand what I mean? So at the end of the day, as a culture, what you accept and what you normalize, it has ramifications in the long run. So if women are not held to the same standard as everybody else, which is the point of feminism. The point of feminism is equality. So one would surmise that um, women would be held to the same standard as men. When a woman accuses a man of doing something, one would surmise that people would take into consideration that she could be lying. There's a reason why does the statement innocent until proven guilty is a statement at all the statement means that we have to presume your innocence because what information you've been given by a person who's complaining may not be accurate this is because people have the tendency and propensity to lie people lie men lie and women lie you don't throw away common sense just because the optics don't look good That's the problem with society. That's the problem with these modern ideas. That a person, because of whatever situation they find themselves, they can't be lying. Jesse Smollett was able to have the world in a frenzy. But even the people he came from, black people were able to acknowledge that this motherfucker was a liar. Unfortunately, if you go back and you look at articles, there were articles from BuzzFeed and articles from, uh, what's it called? From all sorts of places that said that Jesse Smollett not being believed is the problem with black men, with straight black men. No article has come out after that to rectify those statements, those damaging statements. That vilified black men because one black man decided to go and lie. Nobody's questioning the the uh, validity the validity of those statements. Those nobody's questioning the integrity of those media houses by allowing people to lie and get away with it just because those people belong to your fringe groups. And uh, anybody who has anything to say that is the contrary to these ideologies is labeled a, a misogynist, homophobic, transphobic, and whatever. Common sense has to prevail. Without it, no society under the sun is going to succeed. It is impossible.
So when do we, as a society, say enough is enough and realize that we're creating more harm than good? This is not how you get equality. This is not how you rectify the sins of the past. You rectify it by humanizing people, not by giving people special treatment. You humanize them. You make them integral parts of society. You give them all the benefits that society is 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 it should be, of uh, like the benefits that society should have afforded to them. Sorry. You give them dignity. But when you give them all these benefits, you give them dignity. You give them opportunities. You give them that. You have to hold them accountable. Uh, accountable. With great power comes great responsibility. You don't ignore that. And then give people partial treatment at the detriment of other members of society. And then be like, oh well, we're 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 trying we're we're a forward moving society, we're trying to better this No you're not. A person's freedom is on the line. Because somebody might be lying. Or might not have the accurate information of events that transpired in one night and nobody is rectifying anything young black men look at what is being said about them on the day to day by women who have been raised in a feminist world and are allowed to say any vitriol and disgraceful things to them and they get to they they look at their women and internalize that and then those same women wonder why there's a disconnect nowadays of course there's a disconnect it seems like they need protection from y'all but you you can't say that you can't say what you want to say because instead of having discourse now, there's no more discourse. And I'm talking about the West here. Things are much more different in different parts of the world. We're talking about Western ideology-wise. It's ridiculous. The question needs to become, what are we doing? What are we allowing? You know, uh, a house divided can't stand, man. Men need women. Men, women need men. The ideology that now women don't need men anymore, but this, the numbers don't back up the statement. That that's 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 an ideology floating around that women don't need men anymore, and that's the why, reason why, uh, well, women can do what they want and this, this, and that. But at record numbers. It's women who are looking for men to marry them at record numbers now. As a man, the main benefit you get from being with a woman is stability, you know, and having somewhere that is like just regular and familiar in a world that is so turbulent for a man. You just want to go back to something familiar, something something nice, 
some women vilify men and say, oh, well, you, you just want to marry a person and have uh, a version of your mom you can have sex with. Well, that's what most uh, animals do in the world. They look at what their mom was like and what they loved about their mother or hated about their mother, right? Then they go and find a mate with similar traits to that. It's, it is in our DNA. And those traits might not be physical traits. They might just be sentimental traits. So you, if you had a, a, a mom that you felt like was lacking in, in sentimental value or didn't treat you so good or talk down on you, you're going to go for the exact opposite of that in most cases. Unless, like, for some reason, you're turned on by that and then you go find it in other places. There's a reason why a lot of couples look alike. A lot of people in relationships look like they're, they're a significant other for a reason. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying, though. I'm not saying that there's some, a, a, a lot of people are just on that incest shit. No. But in your DNA, if you came from a good home and you were a woman and your dad treated you so good, this is your first introduction to a man. He treated you well. He called you his princess. He, he, he took good care of you. He protected you. He was there for you and didn't do anything to you that was grimy, dirty, or disgusting. You will look for a man, ideally, who is going to do the same things for you. If your dad was a tall, strong man and that's what you associated with him being able to protect you and do good things for you, you're going to look for a person who can do something similar. But the idea now is to vilify people for doing that. For what? Because a dude wants you to cook? I find it very strange how nowadays people are so willing to have sex on the first date or have sex with random people. But asking that person to cook you a meal is, is just like the worst thing you could do to a person. The person is like, no, they, they don't want to uh, hear any of that. They don't want They don't want to be a part of that. Just cooking some food or cleaning, you know what I mean? And and what's it called? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes maybe the person who's asking might not deserve it. I get that. But other times it's like, you're letting a person nut in you and then potentially knock you up with a child on the regular. But you can't make him a sandwich. That's crazy. You know what I mean? That, that, that's, that's crazy. But you can't say these things. You can't have these discussions in public. And when you're having these discussions, instead of the response being uh, one of like at least you know good uh, uh, an ideological um, counter argument where the person can at least submit some kind of uh, counter argument to you, like uh, to, to explain why you know your logic might be flawed it comes out of like emotion you know what I mean um, we had a discussion with a friend and talked about uh, you know hygiene and shit a statement I made it was taken out of context and d d dissolved into a, devolved into a, um, 
them not being educated by their parents as to how to do certain things when that wasn't the trajectory of this of the conversation it's like when if you if you have trauma say that and then go get a therapist you know what i'm saying like at the end of the day i'm not your therapist and it's not and the idea that um a group of men have to protect you at all times that is also some bullshit nobody needs to protect anybody from anyone unless that person is a member of your family or your significant other or very close friend and even in doing that I want young men to realize one thing if you go and protect a woman realize that you have a chance of not coming out of that alive depending on what kind of protection they're talking about a lot of times you have a chance of not coming out of that alive. There was a man, I think, in New York, and uh, it was a catcalling incident. This dude went to go and defend this lady, and this nigga got shot. He got shot. Listen, if a dude catcalling is not cool, but at the end of the day. This idea that I need to protect you from somebody else catcalling you when I have a family to go home to, you're crazy. You're fucking crazy. Uh, what's it called? Daily Wrap Up Crew. I encourage you to go follow them. So there was a discussion with these ladies and these gentlemen about what does it, what it looks like for black women to be protected by black men because you hear that narrative a lot, right? These ladies are like, well... This guy was talking crazy to me and I was with a friend and he didn't jump in to like protect me to make me feel safe. Why does he need to do that? In a situation where you're not under physical threat. Why do women expect every man to treat them like their father but want to vilify men and say that they're looking for versions of their mother to fuck? Why should a man risk his life for a woman, especially that he doesn't know like that and is not his wife, not his uh, woman, not his sister, not his mom? And especially when women can attack men and women will never step in. And they'll find reasons for why the man deserved it. I know there's situations to the contrary, contrary, but like for the vast majority, this is the case. We need to wake up as a society. The things that we say that sound intelligent at the time, we really need to sit down and think about that and where these things are going. And the way things look now, it is not looking good at all for society, not in the least. The nonsense that is spewed on a day-to-day -day basis by people, it is just ridiculous. Now, ideas can be thrown in, and because they're feel-good ideas, we don't even do ourselves the, the courtesy of doing any research or questioning things so that we have a better understanding. This is this. This is right. We have to do this. That's it. If, you, if you're against it, 
then you must be evil in some form or fashion. We need to be able to ask questions and have discourse and prove and disprove ideas. That's the only way science has moved forward. You had a, a hypothesis, you tested your theories, your theories were either plausible or implausible or whatever. And after re repetition, the scientific method, repeating, repeating, repeating to make sure that the outcome is the same every time or at least majority of the time. Without doing that, we would not have science in any form or fashion. None of the vaccines and none of the, the things that have become available to us would be available in this in, in, at all. We would have a society that is that is highly deprived of anything that makes it what it is today. Don't spew out notions. That that is also not a license to spew out things that are out of hatred for other people. That that's just being an asshole. I want to preface that, you know, uh, it's that's being an asshole. Don't just spew out things because you disagree as well. It's just as stupid as making people believe something that is not verified. But uh, what we need to focus on is not having the situation where things that are unverified become normalized. And we just accept it and we go with the flow because it feels good. You have people who are possibly uh, doing worse at home, online, feeling good by talking down on people doing certain things that they might have done worse than. On their little computers, their, their keyboard warriors going at it and, and fighting the good fight. It's ridiculous. You know, I, I do in, I do hope that, you know, society wakes up and realizes that throughout history, human beings have had a lot of things wrong. But one of our fatal flaws is that we take on ideas and run with them and, and, and uh, what's it called? And when our ideas that are different than ours come head to head with our ideas, it always results in war. It always results in violence. Because one side cannot comprehend how you don't think like they think. And any failed society, you find that the adoption of new ideas is is so foreign and so unsavory to them that they reject those ideas any failed business at one point rejected new trends and, and and new ways of doing things which is why blockbuster is not here anymore but netflix is people who f tend to fail often are people who reject the fact that there is a possibility that they might be wrong. And history often, often, not all the time, but very, very often, 
looks back at people who could not adapt as failures, as villains, meaning that inherently we do know that the inability to adapt and to change doesn't it doesn't have the uh, desired outcome that we want. So, all I'm saying is, based on all the things in this podcast, this episode today, I'm saying they all come hand in hand, and they point back to one thing, one 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 thing in entirely, and that's that. Uh, Change is is beautiful, but it needs to be done rationally. It it needs to happen rationally. Rationale needs to prevail. Logic needs to prevail. People need to realize that uh, fanatism, being part of a faction, and adopting fringe ideas is dangerous. We can't even agree on vaccines. Vaccines, which are, the whole intention is to save lives. And I understand people's stance on not wanting to take it. But where it's going to and where it's even gone is violence erupting or protests happening because a group of people don't want to do something. And if you forced and there's a wider discussion to have with that it's not just as simple as the way I've stated it but in the end I mean I've taken the vaccine myself and I I would encourage um, people I would say that yeah I know people have had adverse effects but it's the vast minority of people just like I know people who have had COVID and possibly died from it and it's not the majority of people that I know but either way why not prevent it from happening the best way you know how however I don't think uh, anybody should be forced to, to do something they don't want to do but just know why you're not doing it don't go off of ideas that are spewed on social media uh, and, and where people will tell you hey you know what is just like this or that your health is yours and you only have one life and it's so short and it can be damaged by the least of things so why not at the end of the day do what will protect you but at the same time have tolerance for people that don't think like you just at least not nobody says you have to accept those ideas as your own but have tolerance have some respect for people who do not think the way you do. So far as those people do not have an ideology, I want to say this clear. Those people should not have an ideology that dehumanizes you or incites violence against you or any other people. You understand what I mean? And that's not a person disagreeing with your state of being in a certain fashion, but that's a person who uh, basically 
super racist people, super homo and transphobic people who think you should die and shit. Dude, don't. Those types of people, we're not talking about that. We're talking about just people who have a, who want to know more, who are ignorant but want to be educated. And when a person is ignorant and wants to be educated, allow for like education to take place even if it's not from you. Uh, you know what I mean? And if the person has a question, and the question is valid, instead of dehumanizing that question, why not allow a discourse to do what it needs to do? That means you need to do your research and they need to do theirs and at least harmony can prevail and in this world not everybody's gonna like each other and that's fine and i always tell people that i don't care if anybody likes me i don't i don't give a fuck because i'm not for everybody and everybody's not for me i i have people who i don't like on a day-to-day basis i have a lot of people that i don't like and i think are trash real real top like i could i couldn't care less about what happens to him However, you have to allow those people to, to live, allow those people to have their space, allow those people to flourish, because those people's lives are theirs, and you have no right to hinder their freedom of movement, their freedom to live, or whatever. We need to learn how to at least be that tolerant. That's basically, you know, that's basically my little TED talk. So I'm just going to end everything here. I'm going to try and be more uh, frequent with these little posts. The last video I see had uh, about over 30 plays, which is not as much as a lot of other people, but for me, that's a lot. So anybody who listens to these, wherever part of your the world you're at, I, I do appreciate you. You know? Um, yeah. I think I mentioned the Instagram before. Let me pull it up one more time so that um you can connect with me. And the Instagram is uh, let's see if I can find L T A B with Dumak. So that's let's talk about it with Dumak. L T A B with Dumak. You can find us on Instagram over there. That's the only account that I have. So, uh, shout out to everybody out there. If you listen, you know, happy holidays to whoever. Stay safe. You know, keep your mental faculties a one. And yeah, you know, live and let live. Peace out.